Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Welcome to episode 197 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Hobby Addicts. Hi. How are you? It's just me and Mason today. No mitts. Ooh, ooh, it's a ghost town in here. Actually, no. <laughs> it's, ghost really, town. <laughs>、yeah. it's really weird doing stuff without drops. I'm like,、eh, one, two, three, go. <laughs> I'm waiting for the. Bam, bam, yeah, it's really weird doing it. Like, in my But, head, I'm like, how do I know it's hobby time? How do I know? It's hobby time because it is almost four o'clock. That's how we know. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, yeah,、uh, Mason and I have some fun things to talk about. I've got two video games. I don't know what Mason's talking about. He has on the list Wisdom Teeth Prologue. So that sounds painful and awful. It almost sounds like a video game, like a Kingdom Hearts S title.、Yeah. Wisdom Teeth Prologue 358 over to Final Chapter Teeth Removal. Yeah, Wisdom Teeth The Journal. Diary. Exactly. Now, I've got all sorts of little fun things to talk about today, but that's just one of one of the things. Yeah. So, do you want me to go ahead and just jump into it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think mine are just going to kind of devolve into general mayhem. So, lead yeah, the way. Yeah. I, I have two video games. Both of them,、um, one is very old. I, I don't want to say very old, but it, it did come out on the original Nintendo DS. And the other one was from、uh, last year that I just recently got. And、uh, that, one, that one is on Steam. But I'll go ahead and start off with Hotel Dusk Room 215, which came out on the Nintendo DS. And、um, the publisher was Nintendo. And the、um, developer is Sing. It's like C I N G. And、uh, yeah, I was just,、um, I've had it for a long time. I got it on sale a while ago and I started it, but I never got to finish it because something else distracted me. <laughs> but、um, I was looking through all of my games in my closet or my,、um, like my、um, little cabinet that I have that I keep my games in. And I was looking at it. I was like, you know what? I haven't played this in a long time. I should probably bust this back out. And、uh, I actually saw somebody else like, on Twitter mention it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I have that game. So, I pulled it out and、uh, started playing it again. And yeah, Hotel Dusk is like a point and click adventure game. And、um, like, I'm super into those. I play a lot of those. That's like what like, I first started out gaming on was like point and click adventure games, like Myst, the Journeyman Project, that kind of stuff. So, if this is on the Nintendo DS, is it just called a press game? Because you can't point and click. You just. <laughs> you yeah, you just, do. You just touch. You have. Yeah, you have your pen. Yeah. You can point and click. You're not clicking. You're not pointing. You're just touching. <laughs> just、you're、a touch. touch okay. You're pointing, touching. Sorry for <laughs> the details. But、um, yeah, this one is interesting because your DS, you don't hold like normal. You turn it around so you hold it like a book. And、um, the left side, which is like the screen that you don't touch, that you, you know, the, the regular screen,、uh, is usually your main character. And、um, 
sometimes it'll show like the environment and on the right is where like you can interact with things on the screen you can move through the map and you can uh, click through dialogue choices and your items and menu and stuff like that so um I think that was really interesting. I haven't played any other DS game or 3DS game where you turn it long wise, like long, so you looks like you're reading a book. The uh, scientific really term is hot dog style. Yeah, hot dog style. <laughs> the scientific term, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, you are you play as this character named Kyle Hyde, and it's like takes place at like a motel outside like Los Angeles. And I think um, when I looked it up, the year is supposed to be 1979. I could tell it was a little bit like I couldn't tell what era, like what um, year it was like supposed to be based on. But I looked up, it was 1979. But um, your character was like an ex-detective cop and um, but you're no longer a cop and you kind of like have to piece together um, what happened to him because uh like you get some flashbacks here and there of uh him shooting somebody so i'm going to assume that he probably shot somebody and was probably kicked off the force but you do know that his uh previous partner died or no i think he just went missing and so he's looking for him and he is now like like your character kyle hyde is now this uh, like door-to-door salesman like he just sells things but uh he ends up at this motel and you find out some weird stuff like this another person just started working or had previously visited there named kyle hyde your exact same name you're like what and there's this girl that you meet who's like mute but she has like a bracelet on that uh, has the name of your ex-partner on it and you're like why does she have this bracelet but she won't talk to you and uh, you meet some weird characters there there was like another ex-cop there who used to work and used to know you and he's the bellhop there, and he's just a mess. <laughs> he's so lazy and awful. But uh, yeah, you just—it's kind of like your very typical point-and-click game. You're um, on the right side. It'll show you like a top-down map, and you use your stylus to drag your character around. And then I have like a magnifying glass if you can look at something. And then when you do that, it'll go into like the um, like first-person view, so you can click on stuff and look at them, pick up items, use items that kind of stuff and uh yeah it's just about um uncovering this mystery of this motel because you when you go to this motel um you are given room 215 which there's supposed to be some kind of like urban legend behind it like this room um can grant wishes like people who have ended up in this room wished for something and mysteriously got it and they're like ghost stories surrounding this motel and murders and i on i'm so sad that i haven't got very far into it because there's so much talking there's loads of talking <laughs> like every time you meet a character it is very heavy on the visual novel uh front where every time you meet a character is really long conversations you can choose what to say in them and you can fuck up like i did like oh, i know <laughs> yeah there was this woman <laughs> The funny thing is, I I didn't know that I was no longer a cop. I assumed by my garb and me like like Just trying to find like my a partner. Analytical approach that your character is no, most likely taking. I thought I was a cop still. 
I didn't know I was no longer a cop at the in the beginning. And this woman, this very irate woman, came out like she was mad. Somebody gave her gave somebody the room next to her. She's like, they gave somebody the room next to me with no class. She's like a real super like hoity toity. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I told her, you need to chill, lady. Like through my dialogue options, I was like, I'm a fucking cop. And she went and did a background check on me and she came back like, you're not a cop. And the hotel manager kicked me out. Officer Mandy <laughs> pounds on the door, uh, breaks in. Listen up. This is a stick up. I'm Officer Mandy and I'm here to apprehend you. Uh, whips out like the little pocket thing with your badge in it. But it's really just the Cutco knives because you're just a yeah. salesman now. <laughs> this is the arc. <laughs> That's literally what happened. I was like, yeah, lady, I'm a fucking cop. Shut up. And then turns out I'm not a cop. <laughs> I got kicked out of the motel. It's a game over. I was like, oh, shit. That's very funny. So I had to go back and I had to be nice to this lady, even though I hated her. And I wanted to just tell her to shut up so bad. <laughs> I had to like, I had to placate her a bit. I was like, oh, just calm down. You know, the guy who called me a cop was just joking. <laughs> It's so irritating. But and then apparently Flattery worked with her very well. I was like, you shouldn't scream. You're just so beautiful. She's like, oh, you think I'm beautiful? I was like, oh, God, shut up, lady. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I I said I haven't got very far into it, but I know over time you are like um, uncovering clues about this mysterious murder and trying to find your ex-partner. I do really like the, um, it's interesting, the art style is interesting, where all the characters are in black and white, but they're drawn like sketches, and they move a lot. There's a lot of movement in this. This isn't like your static visual novel where it just shows like like an avatar of somebody and like a couple different expressions. They do move around, and it's kind of, it's really interesting that, but um, there's also like 3D backgrounds in there, and I don't know. It's, well, it's interesting. So looking and it up, it, it is rotoscoped, all those animations, yes. which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. I'm also just looking up fun facts about this game. Uh, Kyle Hyde has a trophy in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which I thought really? was odd because like the game style doesn't seem to fit at all. But it says that is noteworthy due to the, due to the fact that it is to date the only animated trophy in Smash Brothers history. Oh, that is kind of weird. There you go. Fun facts for you people. Kyle Hyde, the most animated boy in Smash. <laughs> facts. Yes. Facts. So yeah, it is very interesting. I really like the style of it and I want to play more of it. It's just, I can tell it's going to be a very long game and um, it, it's just, it's taken me a while to get to the meat of it. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting though. I'd say um, if you can find it on sale, you can try it out. I don't know how much it is now. Like I know it's on Nintendo DS and no longer in print. So I'm going to look it up real quick to see how much it costs. I'm just curious because I've had it for a long time. Yeah, it also says that there was a sequel that was made, but it was never released in North America due to the uh, the company's bankruptcy. Oh. So, I mean, I guess it was somewhat good enough to at least inspire <gasps> oh, a shit. second game. Okay, so it is on Amazon for $75. Ooh, very cheap. <laughs> very cheap. So I got very lucky that I bought this many years ago. I apologize for bringing this up. If you're like, hey, I really like the sound of this. Yeah, I'm going to try it. Hmm, I do like uh, using my DS sideways. Yeah, yeah. This is all adding up. Uh, rejected. 
Yeah. Apparently you can buy it used for cheaper, maybe just cartridge. It probably doesn't have like a I'm whole sure box to it. But waddle into any like GameStop and just like some some person probably has this like for sale for like in the three dollar bin or something. Three dollars? I, I doubt that. I don't that. know GameStop. They've got all sorts of bins there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're gonna find this at for three dollars, but good luck to you. <laughs> So yeah, there was that. Uh, do you want me to go with my next one, or do you just want to jump in with something? Uh, you can keep on going. This is way more interesting than what I have to talk about, so keep, keep it <laughs> okay. rolling. Uh, the other one that I have to talk about is a Steam indie game that I picked up. Um, it's been on a, my list for a while because uh, somebody in my uh, Warcraft raid who is a game developer, he was like just giving me ideas for like games that he thought were very creative that he found on Steam. And he was like, yeah, you should try this one out, especially if you like uh, Return of the Oberdin. I was like, okay. So, because um, we were talking about o- Oberdin for a while. And then he's like, yeah, you should try this one out. And um, it's by developer Inkle. Um, I think it's just called Inkle. I think the developer's name is. I don't think they've done anything else. I think this is just the only thing that they have uh, developed. But um yeah, and it's a it's it's a linguistic like a language puzzle game. It's really it's really fascinating. Um, the art style is also very different, and I think that's probably the part that's going to throw people off because this is a very indie game. <laughs> like the everything is hand drawn. I'm sorry, the backgrounds are CG, but the characters all hand drawn, and there's not many frames in there. Like when they're walking, it's basically like two frames repeated over and over, like to show like a walking animation. <laughs> and uh, when they do walk around, their feet are like blurred out so you can't see them so it's very 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 low budget i'm i'm doubt there's very many people on this team but um and i know all of the animation is or all of the hand-drawn pictures were by one person um one artist and uh yeah but this one is you are an archaeologist named alaya and it's a fantasy universe where you are exploring uh, these different places in space, um, like the space called just the nebula, and you're ex- you're exploring these different um, like planets and trying to uncover this ancient language that like dead language that nobody speaks anymore you're trying to uncover all these different hieroglyphics and you're piecing together this language to try and read them and you learn more about the history of this ancient race that is um like like about their emperors and the things that they believed in like their um like different just different things like their way of life and their culture and you are followed around by this little robot and um, there's also a lot of lore that you uncover about like the state of like how robots are treated in the society because they are AI. They're very they're intelligent, but um, there's a lot of animosity towards them. So you're also uncovering things about like what happened with between humans and robots. And um, yeah, so did I even say the name of this? I'm sorry. The name of the game is Heaven's Vault. I mean, uh, don't you mean that. Heaven's Door from JoJo? Yes. Oh my god. Yes, goodness. it is. Everything is drawn by Rohan. No, it's it's called Heaven's Vault. I just want to interrupt and say I looked up uh Inkle, the company that did it. Um they've done essentially one like small text slash graphic adventure game uh each year oh. from like twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. 
but they're oh, okay. most notable for a game called 80 Days, which is like an interactive like fiction novel, which won Time Magazine's Game of the Year in 2014. Really? Have so I played 80 Days? I don't know, but that seems like it might be worth checking out. So sorry for up. just literally reading off Wikipedia, but that's all I have to offer. Oh, <laughs> 80 Days is on Steam. I'm sorry. I didn't know about this. Interesting. No but it seemed like it might be something that, you know, if Heaven's Vault is as interesting and, you know, engaging. Um. So, yeah, as you're going through the game, you find all of these different hieroglyphics. You can find them just laying around. There are some things that you find in the narrative of the story, like um, like you pick up like a note or something, or somebody will hand you something as part of the story to translate. And um, at the beginning, you basically know nothing about this language, and you're kind of just plugging things in to see if you can make sentences that work. And then, but as you go along, whenever you find new hieroglyphics, it will give you all of the other ones that it relates to. And so you can kind of try to piece things together like that. Like if you found, if you translate one as water, it may pop up for another hieroglyphic as kind of like, this relates to this, and it might be rain, or it might be, um, so you know, something like that. And um, or like if you're doing emperor, it might show up for like empire or empress and uh, king or something, stuff like that. Um, and then you try to piece it together like that. But if you translate something wrong, it will show up wrong for all of the other hieroglyphics. So <laughs> that can be a little frustrating at times where you're like, um, if you translate something as, say, I don't know, like water and... Um, but it wasn't supposed to be water. Let's say it's supposed to be like wind or something. It might show up in something for like, uh, that's supposed to be like tornado or, you know, in you're like rain, uh, or like the water. And you're like trying to piece them together. And you're like, well, it could be, water, it could be, uh, wind or something. But, and then you don't find out till later. It's like, no, this is wrong. <laughs> so you have to kind of go back to previous translations and check yourself to make sure that, uh, like look at all the other options for the word that that could be and try to piece them together over time and you do occasionally run into one where if you see the hieroglyphic so many times Aaliyah will call out like I think I, I am confident in saying that this word is water this word is emperor and I'll check it off so then you can never change it again because it is correct and so that's I love it's it when the it happens. Equivalent of a little red squiggly line underneath. <laughs> yes, yeah, and she'll be like, "Yeah, this one." I am confident in saying that this is correct, and um, or if it's wrong, she's like, "You know, I don't think my translation for this is right," and then it'll scratch out that word that you had in there, so you can never put that in there again because it's wrong. <laughs> and so it's good about keeping track of that, so you're not like if she tells you you're something wrong, you can't keep putting it in there. So that's nice that you can finally like start to narrow things down and it's really satisfying for me to piece together this language and like just read all of the different kind of just lore about this ancient like civilization that is now gone and all of the different things that they like believed in with like uh concerning like life after death and uh what they believed like how their stance was on robots and it's fascinating and um you do go through like when you're traveling from one world to another world it does give you a ship portion where you can like 
um, control the ship through the nebula. And it, it's very easy. It's hard to mess up because it'll tell you exactly where you need to go. It's just really cool looking <laughs> where you can like move your ship around like this nebula. And it's like you can see this like this like open space around you and all the different kind of plants going by that's really cool um how is the music in this game because i was looking up I some love it. trailers it's... and it was very sweeping and orchestral very yes. journey-esque especially in these like navigation portions of this of movement that you were just talking about yes the nice. music has is has been really fantastic so far um it, there is a tiny bit of voice acting, but it's not all voice acted. It's, there's a lot of reading involved. And um, their story uh, choices do matter in this. So things that you can do in this game, like narrative choices, it will completely change the game. Like um, I uncovered a crown in this one area. And this crown is a very, very big piece, like very huge find. Because now we know that the empire or the empress uh, was at this particular planet and it's a huge part of the story. And this crown is something that people for, I don't know how long, many, many years have been looking for. And I found it and now I have it in my inventory. And it apparently has some kind of mechanism on there. And I don't know what it does. So my options were to take it back to the person who gave me this mission because I was sent on this mission to go find a particular archaeologist who has gone missing and um, to try to track down his ship. And so I can either take it back to the woman who gave me this mission who through talking through other people they kind of said maybe you shouldn't trust her so i have the either either the, i had either the option to take it back to her or to take it to a friend and one of my friends on this other planet um can like works a lot with mechanics so she has the ability to kind of take the crown apart and find out what was hidden in there and your robot of course is, is like set on this mission it has a very distinct moral code and it does not want you to take it to your friend it's like no you need huh. to go back and i'm like I'd, i've been completely ignoring this robot through the entire thing because i don't trust it <laughs> every what time was- it's been so mad at me what was the civilization's stance on robots? Or I don't know yet. Oh, okay. We're still. That's the thing. I'm still, still uncovering it. It's it's a really good story that I've been piecing Evil. together. Evil. Yeah, I, I really want to know <laughs> what what happened with this ancient civilization and robots. I really want to know now, and I do think the robot gets really obnoxious at times because it will say, "You want to go back to the ship?" And I'm like. No, I don't. And then, like, after you do one more task, you want to go back to the ship now? I'm like, no, fucking shut up, robot. <laughs> so that is frustrating. And um, there are parts of the game where it will yell at you. Like, uh, I went to this other world, and this world has um, a slave market. And there is one particular slave there who apparently knew the person that I am looking for. So I wanted to go and talk to him, but the slave master wouldn't let me speak to him. And so my only option is to buy him. But the robot is yelling at me the whole time. Don't buy him. I'm like, I need to talk to him. Shut up, robot. <laughs> so, but and I traded away a very precious artifact <laughs> to get this damn person. I just need to speak to him because I want to uncover more of the story. Yeah. But the robot has a very, like, very, um, like, distinct like very strict moral code and if you go against that moral code he gets frowny faces and tries to make you feel bad <laughs> nice nice i feel a kinship with this robot already 
(laughs) (laughs) So, um, but it's interesting because I still haven't gone back to the world that I'm supposed to go back to. I've been just exploring the universe, trying to find more um, hieroglyphics and uh, translate them. And I want to piece more of the story together before I go back because I don't know what's going to happen with the story. But I know I have already made choices where uh, I can't take them back and it's going to change the story. And from what I've read online, it seems like it changes it in a pretty big way. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think the art style, if you look up trailers, it is going to throw some people off because it, the it's all like just very, um, I don't know, like indie looking. <laughs> it's I mean, very... looking at the stills, it looked definitely more awkward. But when yeah. I'm mm-hmm. seeing the game like in motion, it's not too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's. I've been loving it so far, and I can't wait to explore more of the story and find out what's going on. So, yeah, if you, um, it's sort of like Oberdin, where you're trying to uncover, like, find all the clues about what happened to these people and plugging in things that it could be wrong. And you change it, plug it in someone else's name, sort of like that. So, if you liked Oberdin, you should definitely check out Heaven's Vault. It's on Steam, and um, it, I bought it on sale, but it has gone back to the normal price of $25. So, if you wait for a sale, it was like, ten dollars when i bought it so i don't know well it seems like we have two games now that we'll need an update on in a week or two yeah and warcraft i'm still we're still working on the heroic version of this raid it's very frustrating and last night we slammed our heads against a boss for four hours and never beat it (laughs) and that's on twitch too the whole thing was up on twitch you can see how insane this fight is it's I watched a couple minutes of the stream that you posted, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's frustrating because we're fighting this boss called Illy... We call him Illy G. I don't know if that's what his name is. (laughs) (laughs) Call him Ollie G from from Sasha Baron Cohen or whatever the dude's name is. Yeah, we've just been calling him Big Big Illy G, and I don't think that's his real name. But, um, yeah, and it, he will inflict two people with this madness that make them mind-controlled, but those two people will run to other people, and if they get too close to them, they will be mind-controlled, and it, the first time we didn't know that happened, and it was swept through the entire raid, and everybody was mind-controlled, and it's terrifying, because it feels like you're being chased by a zombie apocalypse. We were like, what the fuck is happening? Getting those under control is a nightmare. And also, bloods everywhere. Blood slimes all over the place. Chasing people. Whew. I I don't don't know. (laughs) We need more gear to kill things faster. (laughs) But, yeah. Good luck with the insanity. Thanks. It's a fucking nightmare. (laughs) So, yeah, what's up with your your, uh, wisdom teeth? Okay, well, I, as you guys know, I was kind of sick last week, so I didn't do a whole lot of stuff this past week. I, you know, hockey went well. I actually got a shutout despite, like, feeling under the weather, but, you know, besides that, I didn't do a whole lot this week. So, for, all I have to talk about is the future. So, uh, future me, and you'll probably see this on next podcast, I'm going to have big old chipmunk cheeks. Uh, Chubby Mason is making a comeback because I'm getting my... Upper two wisdom teeth removed. Have you ever Ooh. had your wisdom teeth removed? I had one. I've I've had weird um, wisdom teeth where one side 
a wisdom tooth never grew in. It's it's gone. There's nothing there. And okay. Like like even like through like uh, they've done X rays. It 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 didn't develop. It's not there. Okay. <laughs> but um, on on the other side, I did get one removed. And but the bottom two, I believe it's I think I believe it's my bottom two are still there and they haven't budged. Okay, so I've got my bottom two removed many, many years ago and my top ones, we've just been watching. They're not like impacted or anything, but it's just they're getting close and it's just good practice to remove them. And one of them actually has already like busted through the gum. Oh. So it's just like I'm getting like teething effects going on like I'm a baby again. Aww. I'm just like, oh, this is this is just annoying enough where I'm like, you know what? Let me just get it taken care of. Uh, so I'm going to go on Wednesday this week and uh, get those. I'm not even going like under for it. I'm just going to stay awake. Just have them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which is how I did my first one. Just because Ooh, I was I'm, put under. I, I just I don't want to make a hassle for anyone else and like because when you get put under you can't drive yourself when you yeah. are done mm-hmm. i'm like eh, i don't want to bother anyone with having to do that so i'll just stay awake and uh oh i was put under and my dad being a moron carried me home and put uh-huh. me on a sofa face up and i woke up covered in blood <laughs> well yeah because you're gonna be drooling like a madman <laughs> stupid dad didn't put me like on my side or anything nice. just put me down and left me and i woke up just like covered in blood i was like oh my god <laughs> i was very young though at the time and my dad is a moron so gotcha no i like distinctly remember when i got my bottom two removed i like i was feeling really good after like yeah you drew a little bit but i'm like oh i got my ice cream i'm, I'm doing good i'm living the dream and then like a couple <laughs> hours later it like finally hit me and i'm like oh boy here we go and it's just your cheeks like puff up and swell and they bruise mm-hmm. and i'm gonna like i have a show this weekend so i'm gonna be looking like a doofus i'm gonna be trying to podcast next week and i'm gonna have big old chipmunk cheek te- chipmunk cheeks wow i can't even talk before my wisdom teeth are removed so oh no we'll see how, ne- we'll see how next week goes but uh it'll be it'll be interesting i have this list of like all the foods that i can't eat and like 90 percent of it is foods that i eat constantly like peanuts and gum and oh yeah stuff like you that so hard shit a- exactly. get those mashed potatoes ready my my jello my uh <laughs> applesauce <laughs> my yogurt I bet my. you still have beans. Those aren't hard. I could probably do beans. And they say that your upper wisdom teeth are less or like easier to recover from than your yeah. lowers. So, you know, I'll be I'll be a tofu boy. I'll be a I'll be a soft food boy. I do like tofu. For a little while. Yeah. Oh, extra firm tofu. That's mm-hmm. that's it's good stuff. Yep. So that's that's my prologue of uh I'm gonna be looking like a doofus next week. Um <laughs> Something happened to my roommate, which I thought was very funny. And then I realized it's a thing that's been going around probably on TikTok for a couple months now. And I was going to ask if you've heard of it. Uh, cheesing somebody in the car. Cheesing? That's no. not the word for it, but that's what I'm calling it. So my... Is this a drive-by cheese stack? <laughs> kind of, sort of. So I kind of already spoiled okay. it. But my roommate went out last night. And he's it's like, I was at a, a stoplight. No, he's like, listen to his music or whatever. And so, like a car teenagers pulled up to his right. 
and whatever, you know, a couple seconds passed. And he looked over and saw, all of a sudden he saw something that looked like a post-it note on his passenger side window. And he's like, I'm assuming he, this is cheese. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. So he looks over and he sees like these kids in this car, just like laughing. Light turns green. They peel off. He's like, what the, what the heck is this? He like goes like up a block, like pulls off. And essentially what they did is you pull up to someone at a stop and you just whip a craft single at their car mm. and it just sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like going on about like how angry he was and like, oh my goodness, kids these days, like if they did this to the wrong person, they, and I was just laughing. I thought this was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, it is so stupid. I don't think I'd be mad at it. I'd just be like, what the fuck? I am I mean, actually kind of impressed yeah, that you got you, it to you stick. You have to know that they are rolling around town with like a 50 stack of singles just yeah. whipping them at cars likely missing but eventually they'll get like a good one and be like heck yeah which yes this is a dumb activity but it is harmless it and is, it dangerous is very funny too, to yeah. talk about it is dangerous i have seen some of those videos where there was like a guy who doing who's doing the fake sneeze where like you have like you you sneeze but you have like a spray bottle it is not like you like douse people in water it's just like a tiny spray bottle and you go achoo and then they sprayed on their neck and they're like you know the person's like what the fuck yeah and i saw someone get like beat up because of it i'm like oh my god yeah you got to be careful some people are just super aggressive (laughs) yeah which whatever but it kind of brought like i felt like if a kid did that to another kid like haha very funny whatever but like if you did that to an adult yeah you could see them getting like justifiably like angry and upset but then mm-hmm. at the same time, you hear constantly like, oh, kids these days are so soft. They're so fragile. And like, I just imagine this like hyper, you know, masculine ma- man's man, you know, uh, kids these days are so soft, like getting like upset about cheese on a window. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's a weird disconnect. And I was like, no, yeah. I see both sides of the story. But it is funny because it didn't happen to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least that doesn't cause like permanent damage. If yes. it's something that causes damage, yeah, I'd be fucking sure. pissed. I was, I was like, like, it's cheese. I was like, <laughs> well, in my head, I'm like, oh, if you like tried to roll down your window to be like, what's that? And it like smeared, that oh, would be like yeah, that's true. <laughs> a pain to deal with. But I mean, at least it's not like permanent. But yeah, like cheese, exactly. I'd be like, mm, let, me, let me peel that shit off. Let me eat that. <laughs> I don't know. He told me the story. I thought it was hilarious. Hence, I'm sharing. That is funny. So, is he now on a, like a TikTok star? Uh, hopefully, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll have to peruse. I, I unsurprisingly have no TikTok, mm, nor do I do really I. know what it is. But I think it's just like a Vine. Yeah, I've seen sequel. some people put up anime stuff that I think is hilarious, like um, like the uh, was it the uh, Buchanati walk? I thought it was fucking hilarious. But was that, that the one where the like he was like motioning like, towards different groups like the gang? Yeah, Urbaccio. how Bruno Bucciati. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was so well done. I I yeah. like that. <laughs> how he greets different people. Then when he gets to the boss, he just holds up his hand, and looks away. <laughs> yeah, like he's hiding his face. That was yeah, a good that's one. really funny. That was a good I one. liked it. Yeah, I, I see some anime ones occasionally, but that's about it. Gotcha. I don't really watch it. I'm not a big TikTok person. Not a TikToker. Um, what else? I'm not, I'm not a TikToker. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about hockey for two seconds, which I know nobody cares about. But I think we have about five minutes, so exactly. You can I'll talk for as long as you want. Uh, so 
this guy named Alexander Ovechkin, you know, one of the best players in the game, recently got to an historic number. He scored 700 goals over the course oh, of his career. So he's a big boy. He's like a, one of the superstars of the sport. Okay. But I thought it was interesting the way that he scores them. Because, you know, essentially in my head, there's two ways to score that many goals. You can either be a super creative player who is scoring from all different ways, always being inventive and creative and like surprising people. And he's got a couple of those, but so many of his goals are literally from standing at one particular spot on the ice and just shooting the puck so hard and so accurately and so fast that everyone knows it's coming, but they still can't stop it. And I'm trying to think what's more like impressive, like someone who, is getting all these different styles or someone who just everyone in the entire arena knows where this guy is going on the ice. Like the other team knows the other team knows exactly what the game plan is, but they just can't stop it. They can't do shit. They just, <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's like every time there's a power play, which is when the other team is down a man, they set up in a particular formation and he just camps out there. And, like I said, everyone in the building knows what the play is. The other team knows, but still they're like, well, we we can't like just like guard him because then the other person will have like a clear shot. So they have to give him a second of breathing room. And it's it's too much. It's the boy is just a, a beast and it's very funny. <laughs> that is pretty cool. That's really impressive too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And very anime. It is very anime. He will definitely be uh, a character will be styled like him when they make the inevitable yeah. hockey anime, which <laughs> will happen. It's got to happen. I'm sure it will eventually. Is, do we really not have any manga based on there is hockey? a there is a hockey manga. Oh, is there? Yeah. And it's uh, I haven't read it, honestly, because uh, I don't know. It, it didn't look so phenomenal. Mm hmm. But, you know, it is, it does exist. It exists. It exists. Mm. There is a thing. Um, obviously, the game has changed a lot, but I think it's very funny um, talking about, like, points leaders. Um, so, essentially, a, to get a point in hockey, like, in your stats, you either, um, you know, you get an assist or you get a goal. Both of those count towards points. So, if you score five goals and six assists you have 11 points and essentially the the player with the most number of points of all time is uh obviously wayne gretzky he has a disgusting number of points but what's even more impressive is that if you just counted his goals or just counted his assists essentially having his points he still has more of just one category than any other player has combined. Hmm. Interesting. So like, just just his goals are more than all the points of the next like closest player. Hmm. It's uh, I think I don't know. It's very funny, and the game has changed, and that's my hockey rant. Just you know, I just want to <laughs> say, yeah, Ovechkin. He's not on my team, but he got a lot of points, so that is counts. It's good for him. I wish I wish I knew what we were talking about. Don't worry. Now I know how you feel when I talk about Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all you need to know is my hockey team, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, 
have done pitifully this season and will not be making the playoffs. The season ends in, mm. I think, a couple weeks, and they have no chance, and it is over, and I am only moderately sad because it is just a game, and I don't care that much. <laughs> um, Let's see. What else? Oh, well, I mean, talking about hockey, maybe I'll send you videos one time, but we have a guy on my, my hockey team, the one I play on, who's been bringing a GoPro to the games that we mm-hmm. play and like mounting it up and then making super cut edits of all the bloopers. Oh, of, that's and, cool. And then sending it out to the team so we can all laugh and make fun of one another. So we need to put this on Discord so we can it all laugh. It needs to be known. So <laughs> he's only put up uh, a couple videos so far. But awesome. Well, we'll, it's, it's very fun because now in-game, people are like constantly like, trying to like style extra hard to be like for the GoPro. Mm-hmm. And if someone like embarrasses themselves, everyone's just, they're like, Oh, I can't wait to see this on the GoPro tomorrow. And, uh, I don't know. It adds a little bit of fun to a otherwise, you know, it's, it's, it's just men's league. You know, it's a, it's a fun game, but it's good exercise, but no one's really that serious until the GoPro comes out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. If you find the video, you should share it. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. watch it. I won't know what's going on, but I'm sure I will laugh at bloopers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's all that's going on with me. Uh, I was telling people on Discord, but I'll let Hobby Addict people know early. My plan is to go to New York City on the 7th of March. So okay. if you're in the oh, area. That's next week, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the weekend after next, depending on when it comes out. It's March 7th. Uh, okay. I figure if if the weather is good, I haven't been there in a little while, and that's the weekend before Neo 2 comes out, and after that comes out, I'm not going to mm. want to go outside. <laughs> so Yeah. So if you're Can't in the area, to. people, or want to meet up, hopefully Enzo is doing his, you know, his Brooklyn anime meetup, but then I'll be going around to all the nerd stores and all that stuff and having a funnel ramp through the city so if you guys are interested let me know and uh we can hang out and that's that's the future for me but first i need to survive wisdom teeth yeah we were also talking about going to a con anime boston in like april but it's not set in stone yet but yeah yeah, yeah. The teasers teasers we're just keeping it on the <laughs> down low for now because you guys are the people who support us and we appreciate it so uh-huh. give you the teasers and uh, we'll let you know what comes out of all of that yeah so um i think i'm done unless you have something else you want to talk about no i'm i'm all set all righty. So we're going to go do our normal podcast in about 20 minutes. But uh, yeah, and Mitch should be back next weekend. He was out this weekend. He what? Did he? Where did he go? Do you remember? Mexico. Mexico. I, that was it. I believe it's Mexico. Yes. But I think you are correct. I do remember now. <laughs> he, he always he's always going to different kind of mountains. So I'm, I wasn't sure if it was a mountain or somewhere else. But yes, I do remember now it is Mexico City. Going to Margarita Mountain. Yeah. So uh, he should be back next week, hopefully. And um, that's all we got. So we'll see you all next time. Johnny. Bye.